What's going on, everybody? Wow. Um, super wild card weekend was not super for me as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I hope it was super for a lot of you. It was also probably my worst week ever of picking games against the spread. So I just want to kind of forget about it, but I'm really excited about moving on to this weekend. So Eddie, how was the weekend for you? Well, uh, you know, it was, it was the first ever super wild card week and we had an extra game on Monday, the extra seeds. And I really thought we'd have at least, Maybe every game, but like one or two would be good. And uh, it, it didn't seem to go that way. And the two better games, you mentioned your Cowboys, like the Cowboys 49ers game was solid, but 14 penalties in the Cowboys. So like the rest kind of took the shine away. And the same thing goes for, for Raiders Bengals, where that game, you know, that, that phantom whistle uh, and the Raiders in the end zone stopping playing defense that like, you know, it stinks from the two best games. Uh, are ruined by the referees but going forward to this weekend I mean look if we're going to have good games this would be the weekend to have really good games I think every matchup actually uh, could create uh, an awesome game like the I could see the 49ers defense stopping Aaron Rodgers like I think the Bengals and Titans match up real well Um, the Rams beat the Bucks in the regular season I know it was at home now they're going to Tampa Bay could they do it again that's going to be intriguing one and then obviously Bill's Chiefs to me I mean, Josh Allen, our fantasy quarterback in our league, is playing as well right. as anyone could be playing the position of quarterback. That should be an all-time game. So, I fingers crossed, I think this weekend will actually be a really good weekend of football. Yeah, I think it will be, too. Um, do you wordle? Have you I don't. I People have been posting it, and I haven't – I have not clicked into it. I haven't asked about it. I know now people are getting angry. People are posting it, so I've just stayed away. Yeah, I want to know why people are getting angry about – people posting results on Wordle. It's like the least offensive thing you could possibly do on Twitter. Like of all the things you could use Twitter for just posting your Wordle results. Like why are people so upset about it? Um, but it, it is cool. You have to wait 12 hours in between. I've been using it this week to kind of, uh, let go of my, my, my Cowboys upset, just kind of like zone out, do a Wordle game. Uh, I recommend it. For anybody that wants to just kind of like not focus on football for five minutes. I, I, I want to bring this up uh, about your Cowboys and Sal, Dave and Martin talked about it before and extra points. And I actually brought this up to Dave uh, on minus three. And I don't see a scenario where the Cowboys aren't back exactly where they were this this past season next year. Like, I just don't see a path where and the, they're going to lose more games versus NFC East opponents than they did. Like the Giants rebuild, like, yes, the Giants are going the right direction. But they, as of now, at the time of this recording, you know, 205 Pacific time, uh, no GM, no head coach, and the quarterback is still a question mark, as well as many other pieces. And they have the lowest amount of cash today. So you can, you know, count them out. The Eagles, I think the Eagles kind of reached their ceiling with Jalen Hurts. I think that was the best case scenario season for them, only beating up on bad opponents and not beat a single playoff team. And, you know, you have Washington, who's always going to be, uh, media, the definition of mediocre, and they still have some, you know, they have to change their quarterback and what is going to go on there. I, I just don't see the Cowboys with this roster, which is a, a real damn good roster, as Jerry Jones said. Uh, and yeah, there may be some weird coach, you know, decisions that McCarthy's made, but, you know, if, if they somehow retain Kellen Moore, their front office is great. Uh, Will McClay, they're, they're keeping for three more years. They extended him like he's a guy that every team wanted. I just don't see how the Cowboys aren't right back in the same spot. 
Well, I'm with you. I agree a hundred percent. And I think that this could actually be to our advantage as fantasy players, because recency bias is really real and people are going to remember, Oh, CD lamb was barely used at the end of the season. And, and they're going to, they're going to take him later and, and Amari Cooper later, and, and you're going to get some good value there. So I'm cool with it. Yeah. I don't see anybody else really coming up and I, I'm, I have to tell you, okay. So I have to just, I've just got a vent here. Let it out. 49ers fans, I'm over you guys. I don't want to hear any more about Dallas Cowboys fans being bad because you guys have been nasty. (laughs) And I got to say something like, you don't have to come right at other people. Why do you, why do people think that if you're a fan, like if I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan or you're a Giants fan, I don't come at you and get nasty about your giants. I'll be like, if our, if our teams are playing, like I don't get ugly about it and say stuff about you and your entire fan base and in this broad sweeping thing, I don't get that. And why can't people be happy for people being happy for their own teams? It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you, I, I just don't get it. It's it's, it makes me crazy. And I know so many people are so happy that the Cowboys were eliminated from playoff contention, but over the last week, I, I have just been like, almost abused for just rooting for my team when I've never come at anybody else's team in a nasty way when I'm facing them. I don't get it. And I want to say the same thing for fantasy teams too. And I want to say something about karma every single time that someone has come at me in our fantasy matchup and been like, I'm going to crush you, blah, 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 which is kind of fun. They lose. So I'm just warning you, if you're ever going up against me head and head, just don't say anything and you're good. And the one or two times I've ever talked talk trash, like I did with Jerry Ferrara last year, I lost. So I've decided trash talk is just a bad idea. For I me. I don't get I don't get the the fans who go at other fan bases after they the just worry about your own team winning and doing doing your job there. It, it's it's very it's very strange. Uh, I don't know what that's like to talk trash because I'm a Giants fan, but uh, I could I just <laughs> wouldn't, I don't think I would I would do anything of that. Are you? The, another question that's been going around in the uh, the extra points pods here was the Cowboys' performance the most disappointing of the weekend because you obviously didn't, they didn't play nearly as poorly uh, offensively as uh, the the Steelers or the Cardinals, but they did lose at home. They were the favorite. Did you feel like that was the most yeah. disappointing, or did you expect oh. more from maybe the Cardinals? Oh no, no, definitely by far the most disappointing because they did have the better team in my sure. opinion. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Then- they may not have been better coached. San Francisco is better coached, Um, but they should have won that game. They were at home. It it was definitely disappointing because they were the only favorites that didn't win. Right. You know, it was horrible. So the Cardinals, like I wanted them to win. I took them and they were definitely disappointing performance, but no one expected them to win. So yeah, I would say it was definitely the most disappointing. I was frustrated without question. Um, but also like it's a game, so it's a game. It's okay. We just move on. That's good. Our our fantasy team, on the other hand, um, Eddie did pretty well. Oh man. I was, I was so happy. A funny quick story. I actually got uh last minute t- cheap tickets to go to the, the Rams Cardinals game, which was probably, I mean, I had a great time, but uh, and I love that stadium. So far is an amazing place. And the Rams had a, an, off, an awesome uh, output there uh, in every facet, but the Cardinals are just abysmal. This game, the game was over before you know it, but uh, the one guy I was worried about, I was like, man, like they're, they're really not putting James Conner in the game at all. Like what, you know, we, we swapped, we, we added him in and then finally gets that touchdown. And I'm like, 
cheering and everyone's uh, like looking at me and I'm like, oh no, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not rooting for the Cardinals. Just like fantasy playoffs. I'm like, don't worry about it. I have to be all my coworkers. I was too. He did exactly what we needed him to do. Yeah. Right. We just needed that little bump. So um, just to give a rundown, we're in an extra points, a fantasy playoff league and each team in the network. Um, so each pod in the network has a team. So, Immediately, as soon as, you know, kickoff starts in the first game, we have like 9.4 points and we're in last place. And already I'm in, we're immediately getting emails from Sal being like terrible showing for our fantasy expert podcast. And I'm like, just you wait, just you wait, Sal. We're coming for you. I knew it. I felt confident. Um, and when Josh Allen put up his big day, I was super excited. Now, just so you know, because I don't know if you scoreboard watch, I'm mm-hmm. kind of scoreboard watching all these other teams. The only other team that has Josh Allen is the team that's in first place. Yeah. And that is the Covered in Glory podcast yeah. with Toby Mergler. He's up by 6.95 points over us. And so I went and I compared our teams. Basically, it's the same team, except he's got Jamar Chase, who has a much better matchup this weekend mm-hmm. than Joe Mixon. Yep. And that's who we have for the Bengals. We could only have one player from each team. So I'm a little bit bummed about that. Um, I think there might be one or two other um, differences. Oh, his Man. quarterback is Aaron Rodgers hasn't gone yet. Right. Um. So ours is Tom Brady. So we still have two quarterbacks left, which puts us in really good shape um, going forward. But it's going to be tight. There's a lot of good teams here when you can pick, you know, the best players on each team. I think a lot of it's going to come down to Derrick Henry, although Toby also has Derrick Henry. But some people have A.J. Brown, so they could gain on us there if Derrick Henry isn't unleashed the way we hope he will be. Yeah, I was just going to add like Toby and Brett doing the the, the soccer, uh, you know, the other football, and uh, I feel like everyone's kind of making jokes, discounting them. They're the you know the other football guys, and they're coming in here first place. So credit to them, uh, real good roster, very similar to ours, like you said. So I feel like they're our only competition. And you know what? Also, Jen, you know we're the fantasy people on on this network. I it's not shocking to me at all that we're still we're right now in second place. I, I knew we'd be top three no matter what. I mean, this is where we should be. It's business as usual, but uh, I will be scoreboard watching. This is going to be. Crazy. And yes, I agree. The Derrick Henry, that was the big gamble. We're taking a guy that has not played in quite some time, but I expect big things from him. So it's going to be quite exciting. So speaking of Derrick Henry, if you guys at home are wondering whether or not you should start Derrick Henry, I have an article about Derrick Henry over on SI.com right now talking about you know, just the stats you need to know about Derrick Henry to decide whether or not you're going to use him. Now, a lot of the, the question is, if you believe that the Titans are going to go forward, maybe you want to save Derrick Henry if you're in a one-and-done matchup. Um, but if they don't go forward, do you want to have a week without Derrick Henry, right? So big debate, and how much are they really going to use Derrick Henry? But let me just rattle off some stats for you about Derrick Henry so you can take all this you know, under consideration. Henry finished the season as the number 16 running back in half-point PPR leagues, despite playing in only seven and a quarter games. Okay. On a per game basis, he led the league in fantasy points for running backs with 24 PPR points per game. That is more than both Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. So, you know, previously the knock on Derrick Henry was, oh yeah, but he's no good in PPR leagues. Not anymore. 
Dude's a beast. Okay. He was on pace for a 1991 yard season before the injury. That injury happened in week eight. Again, not even a full complete eight games. And he, at that point had fallen only one catch shy of his career high in catches with 18. Unbelievable. He saw 30 touches per game and averaged 117 yards and more than one touchdown per game across the games he played. And he had a career high 90% catch rate and he was on target for a career high 40 targets. Now, all of those things we know, Derek Henry's a beast, but here's the thing people may not see. A lot of times when you look at matchups and you, you know, you go into your FanDuel app or your DraftKings app and it tells you your opponent uh, what their rank is versus that position. But they do it based on the whole season. They don't look back at what's happened recently. So I like to break down what's happened recently. Of the remaining playoff teams, the Cincinnati Bengals have been the most generous to opposing running backs across the last four games. That's including the playoff game, allowing 5.53 yards per carry and five touchdowns just to the running back position across the past four games. And remember, they didn't even allow a touchdown last weekend, but they did allow 127 all-purpose yards to Josh Jacobs. So be that as it may, if Derrick Henry comes out and he has 30% of the snaps, you know, it's Derrick Henry. He could break off a big one. He could have a really big game. That being said, he's a 250-pound, 28-year-old running back coming back from a major foot surgery. This is not without risk. And he is the most expensive running back on all DFS slates. So am I using him in DFS? Nope. Way too expensive. Maybe I would throw him in one lineup. Um I still think someone like a Dontrell Hilliard or a Dante Foreman could be a random dart that pays off because the matchup is that good. And I don't think people realize how good the matchup this week is for that Tennessee offense. And speaking of Tennessee offense, led the league this year with an average of 32.4 rushing attempts. Definitely a run first team. They rushed on 48% of their plays for an average of 141 yards per game on the ground. So all those things to consider. If you don't think that the Titans are advancing, maybe you, maybe you want to try to, to play Derrick Henry. I had a question for you about um, the, uh, right now. I don't see on uh, the Fandle. They don't have it up as pro- his uh, rush yard props. They have Joe Mixon at 61 and a half. So let's just say for argument's sake, mm-hmm. well, Derek Henry, the same prop. Do you like him to, I know we have a, a big stake here because we have him on our team. Do you, do you see him having a pretty solid first game return? Do you have any kind of trepidations over the, the lack of usage, the injury? Maybe they're like, the, are they rushing him back? I feel like the Titans kind of know like, Hey, we have no shot if this guy is not in the lineup, but. I, I mean, he's been back in practice since January 5th. So what? That's a full two weeks already. Yeah. I think they know. And even if they limit him, like, I mean, they didn't, he didn't work this hard to come back to stand on the sidelines, right? He's Derek Henry. He's the king. So I think they're going to use him. Um, I do think there's no reason for them to, you know, force him out there. If he doesn't feel good, they can get it done with the other guys. They've been getting it done. They're the number one seed. But, um, yeah, I think we can expect a decent game from him. I think 
I think that he'll have a pretty solid game. And if they win this game versus the Bengals, I feel like the will the, the more right. he plays, then he'll have right. each game will get better and better. So I, I, if they make it to the title game, like I, I that game, I'm like Derek Henry's gonna have an awesome game. But this one, I feel like his first one kind of back, his feet still getting wet here. But he'll have a solid game. But I, I feel like he's a guy that just like the more he gets the ball, the better he gets. Yeah, I agree. Um, so if you're not in a one and if you're in a one and done and you think that the Titans are going to advance this weekend, then you probably don't want to play Derrick Henry. The The play is definitely, you know, AJ Brown, because you know, that that's who you're going to play. And I'm looking at like the matchups here. Um, AJ Brown um, has a good matchup versus Cincinnati. It's fine. Uh, the best matchups are actually going to be for the Buffalo Bills. So I'm really excited about this, Eddie. Because I really like our Josh Allen pick. Now, unfortunately, this is the worst thing about this weekend for me. The worst thing about this weekend is either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen does not advance. Okay, For us, for our team, we need it to be Josh Allen um, so that, you know, everybody that has Mahomes doesn't advance, obviously. Um, And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Bills. Really? Wow. Yeah. So here's why I've been breaking this down. The bills are the best in the league at applying pressure on the quarterback. And when Patrick Mahomes is under pressure, his completion percentage is like 52%. He's really not good under pressure. Meanwhile, the opposite is not true. The chiefs are not good at putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, Meanwhile, the Kansas city chiefs have allowed the most, um, points to opposing quarterbacks across the past four games. I like to go back in smaller sample sizes. It is the highest point total on the board by a lot. It's like 54 and a half. So there's going to be points in this game. So if you're doing a DFS lineup, that's the way to go. But Josh Allen has been doing this through the air. Um, and Andy can also do it on the ground. I just think that the matchup on paper is is better for Josh Allen. And if he can stay playing good football, no interceptions. I mean, that was part of what it was last week. He didn't throw a single pick against a tough defense who was planning for him and knows him very well. Right. If he can do that. Yeah, I kind of do. And, and the fact that the spread is now last I checked, it was one and a half. I'm sure that's because a little bit of where, you know, money's coming in, but it opened at two and a half. Well, usually when you're the favorite, you get three points, right? So is Vegas saying in a neutral stadium, the bills are just a little bit better. I just think that their defense is better. What I will say after watching the last two games, you know, starting with the the chief Steelers game and when, uh, when Watt scored the, that, the, this touchdown, it was seven, nothing. I'm like, Oh man, like, could it, could they actually get to him? Could they actually get to Mahomes? Could they stifle that offense? And obviously they worked up the kinks. And so for a bit, I was like, man, like I guess I guess the Chiefs really still do have flaws, and they kind of figured it out. Whereas the the Bills, the entire matchup, I mean, they just look dominant. And yeah, they did they did lose that weird game to the to the Patriots, but they've dominated the Patriots the last two games they they played them. And 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 Allen lately has reminded me, like we remember when Mahomes first came on the scene and he was like improvising and he was doing things we've never seen a quarterback do. It's kind of like what Josh Allen's doing this year. 
Um, he's just been so good. And like that, one of that big runs he had in the beginning of the game, I'm like, man, his, he's just as good as his feet uh, as he gets thrown the deep ball. He's a perfect quarterback for the city of Buffalo. I, I, I honestly wish the NFL could like reseed and just have this game be the, the title game. Uh, no offense to the Titans or the uh, the Bengals there, but I feel like this matchup is just so good. I, I, I have not made my official picks yet. I mean, it's, it's, as complete as this Bills roster is, I feel like I am leaning towards them and it is pretty hard to pick against them. So I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, because then you look at it and you're like, well, it's Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes can do anything. Like he can just scramble and do magical things. And Josh Allen, we've seen him choke a little bit down the stretch before. So I wonder. No. I, I wonder with the with the the betting as far as that's going, how much the early season struggles of the Chiefs are still in. It's like still in people's minds that they're still remembering. Oh, like the Chiefs. Remember last year when their offensive line was so bad and the the Buccaneers defense destroyed them? Or you remember the beginning of this year where the offense wasn't clicking and mm-hmm. uh, and, and obviously they figured that 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 out. I mean, they won games without Hill and Kelsey uh, beating the Steelers actually by a ton. So like they can figure it out. And yes, like not having Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, didn't seem to really bother him whatsoever. So, I mean, they they do have more holes, like I said, on the roster than the Bills do um, on on paper. But it's I, I think they I think they both these teams figured out their their issues, and this should be a, a real matchup for the ages. Here's the stat I was looking for earlier: Patrick Mahomes had a 54.2 passer rating when under pressure, and the Bills have pressured opposing quarterbacks on 32.8 percent of passing plays, which is the best in the NFL. He also completed just 34.5% of passes when under pressure in the last four weeks of the regular season. Meanwhile, the Bills allowed a completion rate of just 8.3% when the opposing quarterback was under pressure during the last four weeks of the regular season. So that's that's the one thing I'm kind of looking at is the way the Bills' defense will play. I think the Chiefs' defense got better. And they were okay second half of the season, but I don't think that they're as good as the Bills. But again, it's Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes is is magical. And Patrick Mahomes could do anything. They both were phenomenal last week and the two best quarterbacks. One of the two best fantasy quarterbacks is going to be eliminated this weekend. And I actually personally think it's a bit of a travesty. I, I totally agree. Like I said, I wish we could do a, a schedule reversal and have this be the title game. You're bringing up uh, quarterback play, quarterbacks under pressure. And I'm, I'm still another question uh, that we talked about in minus three. And I think it does apply to those building fantasy playoff rosters, DFS, especially which quarterback out of all the ones that are left, do you think is the least likely to have a, uh, a total bad game as Dave called it, poop the bed. And a, a common name I throw was Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow's consistently been good throughout even his college career, SEC matchups all the way to now do or die games that he has to win. He's undefeated. Do you think he is the most kind of consistent guy? I guess maybe outside of Tom Brady, is there another one you, you could see having the worst, uh, uh, like, is there a chance that a Mahomes or an Allen or even Rogers versus 49ers defense? Like, do you see a big name guy just having a total miserable game? Did you see Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And it could happen versus this Bill Stevens too, which is, yeah, I think that's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad call. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to, but there have been games this season and you saw the Super Bowl last year. There have been games this season when Patrick Mahomes was unrecognizable. He was not good. He looked like he was trying to play in the schoolyard and was getting picked every time he threw the ball. I mean, it was terrible and he wasn't 
I mean, I know that what everybody loves about Patrick Mahomes is his ability to scramble and make these amazing plays, but it, it, I sometimes just want to be like, set your feet! <laughs> oh my God! I don't actually enjoy watching him play. So what you're saying Not is all the, all, all the teams in our EP league that have Patrick Mahomes are saying uh, they should they should they pick the wrong guy and people should not. Be going I, you know after I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that because Patrick Mahomes does magical things and I don't know how he does them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. And we've seen Josh Allen kind of choke down the stretch. We've seen Aaron Rodgers choke down the stretch in the playoffs. We've seen them disappoint before in the playoffs. We haven't seen Patrick Mahomes really disappoint until it came to the Super Bowl, but. He did disappoint when he was up against a really, really good defensive team that had really, really smart coaching. And that could be the Bills this weekend. So, all right. So if Mahomes, if Mahomes is the guy, you're, you're, you would not be surprised if he, if he has a, a shaky game. And we have a lot of good quarterback matchups, obviously, this week. Who is the one you have the utmost confidence in? Like, you, you do not see having a bad game. I do not see... I do not see Tom Brady having a bad game. Hmm. Okay. Even with the Rams, even looking great and making Kyler seem like he was a high school quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Even so, but and- we'll see. I mean, you never know. It's just that Tom Brady goes into this super duper mode. I mean, we're talking about Kyler. Okay. Sure. Who is not, does not have postseason experience versus Tom Brady, okay, who, as much as you know, I like to be like, I don't get Tom Brady. The truth is, he's really, he really exceeds in the postseason. And sure, the Rams won last time, but that's a completely different team. Um, so I, I don't see him, but you know, again, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the, it's impossible. I, I, do you think that Rodgers easily covers this spread? Versus the Niners, do you think the Niners could upset again? They've done it two weeks in a row. I'm in a weird predicament because I I did on on the the FanDuel app did place a bet on the Packers to win the Super Bowl, and I felt pretty good about them. But seeing how the 49ers played versus the Cowboys, and I'm I, maybe it's part of you know I talked before about uh, you know the Chiefs early in the season, like the play getting in their head of not being consistent, and people were like, oh, you know, Kyle Shanahan's record isn't that great, yada yada. But like he's clearly a good coach, and he does the most. He gets the most out of his roster, and I think they their team they kind of like reminded me almost of. Uh, of the Giants, like you're not really rushing. You're only really, like rushing four guys. They get to the quarterback somehow. And I, I could see Rodgers having, you know, a, a non-Rodgers type game. So I, I feel like the, the quarterback I'm confident the most actually is probably Joe Burrow having a statistically great game. I think outside of that, I'm probably with you. I could I, I could see Brady having a Brady type game because Brady Brady no matter what you throw at him, he'll find a way to, to ding and dunk you down the field. He'll have end up having three touchdown passes. Um, and I think in quarterback that I'm scared of the most having a bad. I I mean Mahomes. I think Mahomes is not a bad Mahomes answer. Mahomes is the one I'm most scared yeah. of. Um, as far as expectations, sure. if we're talking about expectations, now, I I do not think Joe Burrow is going to have a big game this weekend. I don't. I think really? he's going to be okay. very okay. 18 fantasy points. Like it was only okay last week versus the Raiders. It was fine, but it wasn't like spectacularly amazing. Tennessee's defense has been good. Yeah. Right. Like there, I think people are discounting how good Tennessee's defense has been. They didn't just get in the number one seed in the AFC because of Julio Jones, my God, and Ryan Tannehill. No. And they're with backup running backs. It's the defense that has made them so good. You saw how well they matched up with San Francisco. 
I mean, sure, they had a few bad weeks. You know, Houston was able to get to them somehow, but they obviously righted the ship with that. You know, Tannehill, four touchdowns uh, through the air the last week of the season. So, yeah, Joe Burrow's the one that I um, I think will be average. I do not expect a big game. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be good. I could but be guilty of – other uh... ones have a higher ceiling. I could be guilty of not giving the, the Titans uh, enough credit there. Uh, we do have a question coming in from YouTube. Just wanted to, Albert wanted to yeah. know how our lineup did. Albert, I can give you the rundown of our lineup yep. with our points. Uh, our top scorer, not surprisingly, Josh Allen, he had uh, 42 points, the wild card. Travis Kelsey for us, 23 points. Tom Brady, 21 points. Uh, Elijah Travis Mitchell, Kelsey threw a touchdown to Byron Pringle, who was in my extra points DFS dart throw. Do you want to know the amount of happy dancing that was going on here in the apartment? <laughs> It wasn't he like the first player to ever, um, what was the style? Like the throw, catch a touchdown, have a certain amount of yards. It was like, it was, he had an unreal game. Travis Kelsey's throwing touchdowns, which is awesome because it's not Patrick Mahomes. So our opponents are not gazing on us. And he's throwing them to Byron Pringle, who was our DFS dart of the week for extra points. This is so good. However, I couldn't pick a single game last week. That was bad. Uh, yeah, I I was wrong on, on two or three of them actually. Um, we uh, Elijah Mitchell had 15 points. Cooper Cup got that touchdown, thankfully. 14 points. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 11 points for us. Darren Wall, 11 points for us. Joe Mixon, 9. J- uh, James Conner had uh, 8.9, almost at 9 points there. Thank you again for that touchdown. And then uh, the rest of our lineup, CeeDee Lamb was pretty non-existent, 3 points. Uh, we had uh, Elliott, the kicker, on the Eagles, uh, had a point. And then uh, 0 from New England. And then we have not yet seen Derrick Henry or Devontae Adams play, which uh, we're pretty excited about having. So, Overall, pretty good uh, week for us there in second place. So thanks, Albert, for asking that. Yeah, we're in second place by uh, just about seven points right now. So there's promise. Um, I don't think we're going to end up last because so far we have both our quarterbacks. But there is a lot riding on the Bills winning this game for us. And we need the Bucs to win, too. Right. If at all possible. They can't both lose. If they both lose, we're done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to lose both quarterbacks, I'd, I'd agree. I, I think we're going to get one of the, one of the two, I, I, at least. I hope we get both, but it's possible that we yeah. don't. Um, uh, the good news is I feel really confident with if we lose our quarterback and Josh Allen that we still have Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll we'll throw a couple more. But uh, I, I, I like uh, we were in lockstep creating this lineup and I mean, really everything worked out uh, to a T I, I mean, really just outside of, I guess, CD lamb who I, I expect to have a, a better game, but I, I guess mm-hmm. it goes to show that, I mean, actually now that the CD lamb had the game, he did, are you a little bit more concerned about Devonte Adams? Or you just think that Rogers and company are just a, a step ahead of, uh, of Dallas. Yeah. They're a thousand steps ahead of Dallas. They don't have mind game issues and, yeah, I just don't think it's the same thing. Devontae Adams, I love CD Lamb, but he's not elite the way Devontae Adams is. I do think we may see, you know, other players get involved here. Like, I think I'm even going to throw a dart in some DFS lineups so like Josiah DeGuara and some crazy stuff like that. I'm definitely going to be looking at um, slot receivers. Um, so Alan Lazard, I'm probably going to look at uh, based on how you know, San Francisco's defenses. I think that those shorter passes over the middle might get through. So I think Lazard might have a day. I mean, you know, I've got a lot more to still look into and we will get that video out to you guys, by the way, uh, Friday. I like to do it a little closer when we get this, yep. um, you know, important because we don't have as many players to pick from. 
So, um, but I can already tell you that our dart throw of this week for quarterback, our, our spin down contrarian play is definitely going to be Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Because nobody's going to play that. <laughs> and you're going to have a lot of salary left over. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why we'll go in. We won't, we won't go totally into it in the video because we have to do it all in two minutes, but um, he's going to be the contrarian play. And Josh Allen is going to be the uh, spend up play. And again, Matt Stafford continues to be disrespected with his pricing. Like he's cheap on these DFS sites. So what do you do? Like only throw for like, he threw like 17 times or something like, like not a ton of, I mean, he didn't really need to in that last game. He didn't do it was like 202 yards, two passing right. touchdowns. And then, but then he had the rushing touchdown. Right. Fine. right, right, right. So he's like a hundred dollars cheaper this week. Meanwhile, the last time he faced uh, the bucks, I think he threw for, was it four touchdowns or something ridiculous and 300 yards. Right. I mean, there's, there's a lot there and 80% of their, you know, scores, are through the air. They are not, even though they're using the run and it's interesting, we're talking about the Bucks. So yeah, Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle, they'll get a little bit, but they're going to have to do a lot of the damage through the air and that's where you can attack uh, the Bucks. So I, it just seems like, it, they may not win the game, but it seems like a recipe for points in DFS. And yeah. if you think the Bucks are going to win, it's kind of even more of a recipe for points, assuming he doesn't throw an interception. Yeah, I mean that was that game. The Rams Bucks game was way way back uh, in week three. The Rams did win thirty four twenty four at home. Stafford, you were right. Four touchdowns, three hundred and forty three yards. Uh, he was twenty seven of thirty eight passing. So, I mean, pretty impressive game by uh, by Matty Stafford there. And he didn't have OBJ at that point. By the way, OBJ is starting to look a little little more like he fits into this uh, offense, a little more uh, comfortable. As somebody who obviously a Giants fan and, and Odell brought me quite some joy, it actually was I was happy for him. I was really happy to see him on the field. And I have to say, like, I don't know if it was like a, a, a game plan by the Cardinals, but he was just like wide open. I mean, his route running has always been pretty good. And it, it shows what's going to happen when you have a quarterback who will make you pay if you leave a receiver wide open. Maybe it's because Cooper Cup draws a lot of the attention. They were running the ball pretty well too, the Rams. But I mean, he was wide open. He looked like Odell of all. And, you know, good for him. I mean, he's finally in a good uh, a good organization, an organization not blaming him for being the issue. And, uh, you know, he's going to find some postseason success way better than when he was uh, on the Giants versus the Packers in 2016 and dropped like five football. So this is uh, going a lot better for him. I mean, don't you feel a lot better being in California than if you lived in Ohio? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, it's it's the the thing that's been great for him is like he got to Cleveland and there were it was like still a daily news story about like what's Odell up to Odell and right. Baker and he's been in LA and I guess because nobody uh, cares it's like it does it just kind of blends in like maybe it's because there's two teams here and then you have you know the Chargers kind of the way they ended the season took away some of the news the Rams have other mega stars they have Aaron you Donald they have two basketball Ramsey. teams yes. you got Hollywood yes. stars yes yes and Stafford himself first playoff game in his career so he tanks the the shine off of it and and uh you know McVay obviously is one of the more popular head coach like there's enough to like kind of buffer him from facing the media every single day and he's playing really well and he's a huge part of that team because obviously if they didn't have him after losing Robert Woods uh, like I, w I wouldn't feel very confident in the Rams but now I mean he's he's as good as ever can I just say I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Rams like since living in LA and and actually since watching Sean McVay like I actually think he's a really good coach. I like the way he coaches. Uh, he doesn't apparently hit people in helmets. Uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't um, force people to play injured, whether or not that's true. I don't, 
you know, whatever. He doesn't um, talk like he's already doesn't want to see you play. He's already seen you play. Why would he want to see you play? He doesn't say smack about you in public. He is always encouraging his guys and really thinking it out and whatever. And I just kind of respect him. I think he's, I think he's kind of cool and it makes me kind of like the Rams and I'm, I'm probably wrong and he's probably not cool. Like I've I assumed he is, but I no, I, I totally agree with you. I think the guy obviously is a fantastic head coach. He I mean, he's a prodigy, one of the younger coaches in the league. And I, I do, I mean, what's the scenario if they would have to beat the Bucks and then the 49ers would have to beat the Packers, right? For them, for the Rams to host the game here in Los Angeles, uh, pre Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, because that'd be the higher seed than the 49ers. I mean, look, I, like I said, I, I went to the game and I, I was shocked at the intensity, the loudness. Uh, of the fans. I mean, they really packed it in there. Not a ton of Cardinals fans. So like the Rams fans do come out of the woodwork and they, you know, it was, the place was rocking. So if they hosted a title game and then the week before, uh, like two weeks before the Super Bowl would be back in SoFi, uh, that, that would be, that would be some place to be, man. So I, I think that, uh, I think it's possible. I think they can get it done. And I mean, McVay, after the, the weird Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots where his offense was just I mean, like Belichick knew everything that they were going to do in that game. I think he deserves some sort of like redemption uh, from that. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Real quick, I'm just going to go over where the lines are right now and just want to ask which way you're leaning. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Bengals, Titans, um, Titans favored by three and a half. I hate the hook. I hate the flipping hook. Three and a half. Titans favored by three and a half. Which way are you leaning today? Right uh, now. Total 47. Right now, I'm I'm still leaning to this is me not respecting the number one seed in the AFC and me That's still okay. wondering like how effective Derrick Henry could be. I don't know. I I I I I'm totally bought into Joe Burrow. I'm, I think Joe Burrow could be like the face of the NFL, like showing up with the glasses at the press conference and kind of like when all the Ravens that were taking shots at him and he kind of fires back in a subtle way. He has like a kind of slick, funny attitude and he's just unflappable in big time games and their offense looks as good as uh, it could be. And I, I think the three and a half, I would, I would take them uh, on the road. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of leaning that way too, because even though I think the Titans will win this, that extra half, it's not pretty. I don't like that. Uh, so I'm kind of leaning that way too. Okay, Niners, Packers, the spread is six. Game total the same, 47. Oh. I wonder if that's because of uh, Jimmy G's shoulder. I mean, that's only I could think of why it'd be that. Uh, I, I think it's, again, that people are just not respecting what Kyle Shanahan does with that roster. And the defense is great. They could run the ball. Any, I mean, me or you could be running back, and we would still have close to 100 yards. I feel like it's just they do a great job there. That being said... I would be a total hypocrite if I would bet on the Packers to win the Super Bowl and then flip my pick and pick the uh, the 49ers. So I still am going to ride with the the pack here. That's such a tough call. I feel like they could beat the Niners by a touchdown. Um, but I don't know if they could beat them by two field goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, I guess they wouldn't, it would be a push, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. Rams and bucks, uh, game total right now, 48 and a half. The Buccaneers are favored by three. No hook. This one, I may, I weirdly may go with the under, 
Um, I also, I think the defense is really going to shine in this one. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the, this for me is the toughest one to pick. And I know the Rams beat them, uh, in the regular season many, many weeks ago. I, I just, I don't, I don't see Tom Brady losing this game. I just don't, I don't see, I know they're missing guys, a lot of injuries. I know like Bruce Aaron's in the news and Tom Brady is immortal and he's just going to all everything that happens against the Bucks, any slight and all like he just uses it as fuel and he'll, he'll find a way he'll like, you know, yeah. Aaron Donald coming from the middle Von Miller coming from the side. Tom Brady is the best mover in the pocket. Uh, and he'll he'll just find a way to get it done. I, I like the box in this one. I'm with you. I think you're right. You think they cover the spread? I don't think so. I think they. I think the Bucks will win the game. I think I would probably bet the Rams. I think it's gonna be a close one because I do. I think the, the Rams are very talented. The Rams are, are extremely talented. Like you know, they they're getting Cam Akers back. Their run game's uh, it, it's gonna improve, obviously with him and, and, and Michelle. And then like we're just talking about uh, OBJ singing his praises. Uh, they have enough weapons. Higby uh, Cup and the defense look really good. First, I thought the Cardinals would give them fits. Uh, I, I guess I bought into Kyler Murray too much. Who is you know one week he's the MVP, another week he's like a worse version of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. I, I, I guess I was dead wrong on that, but it, you know, I'm not, I'm not picking against Tom Brady. And I mean, the Rams to me are sort of like the Cowboys of the NFC West, meaning that they either show up and they look unbeatable and you're like, this defense is often, how are you going to beat them? Or they just kind of stink it up. Like they yeah. do something really ridiculous. And, you know, Matt Stafford before that game had thrown eight picks across the last four contests. That's not good. He's tied with Trevor Lawrence for the regular season lead of interceptions with 17 tied with Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. Bad. Um, so that could happen when you have this kind of a defense, right? Tampa Bay uh, looking to, to intercept you. And so, um, yeah, I'm with you. It's hard to bet against the Buccaneers, but yet the Rams have all the, the weapons. They could, they absolutely could tough game. And then finally Bill's chiefs, Chiefs by two and a half. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I don't the, know need to happen, but what do you think <laughs> is going to happen? Well, the Rams bucks is the, the toughest game. I think this is the second toughest game to pick. Um, I, I think like we we're talking about it before, I, uh, Josh Allen right now is playing as good as anyone. And I, I just think that Bill's roster is a little bit more complete. Uh, the only, the way I could see the chiefs winning this is if there's just a, a lot of sloppy turnovers that the refs got, oh, I hate to bring it up, but if, like the refs get involved and a lot of right. you know plays that cost the bills. Like I think the chiefs weirdly need a lot of things to go right. Uh, I, I, I think in a neutral field that they're playing the games, you know, 10, uh, 10 times, I think the bills may win six or seven of them. And I, I think that the, they're going to win this game. I think they, they kind of have the magic. I feel like that was uh, that was some performance of their day. And I, I, I feel like they're due, they're due for a, a big time win. I think Josh Allen is going to put this team on his back and, and do it. And the chiefs, uh, I could just kind of foresee a story of like the chiefs need some extra help. Like Mahomes just can't do it by himself. And it'll be kind of like what they did let this off season, where they're going to have to do some kind of overhaul and, bring in some extra like defensive pieces, show up the old line. I guess uh, maybe a a third weapon. That's like not Byron Pringle. Um, I I think they're going to have to go through that. So I I think the, the bills win uh, a classic on here. Yeah. And plus you get points. If you take the bills, they're the underdogs. I don't feel great. I don't feel great about either of those two games. I don't Uh, either. I mean, honestly, first of all, this game, this Sunday night game, I'm glad it's a Sunday night game, but Mm -hmm. it should be, 
the AFC championship. I know. No disrespect to the Bengals and the Titans, but man, this is a, this is such a good matchup, but we know it's not going to be. Um, and that's based on how they played all season. So again, a lot of us probably disrespecting both the Bengals and the Titans throughout the season. They both played fantastic football down the stretch. Sure. So if you guys want to play with us at home, you can extrapoints.com slash arcade. The contest is still going on. We have winners from last week. Our pick was won by Mario Leone, my Italian brother from another mother. He got 10 right on the prop quiz. Uh, Bennett Battle, he knows how to win the war. Uh, eight right. Um, oh, sorry, the pick was Mario Leone. The prop right. quiz was Bennett Battle. Good job, guys. Um, he got, Bennett got eight right on that prop quiz uh, for the first touchdown frenzy. There's a tie, but there's only one hat. Anthony Gomez. Congratulations. You get the hat over <laughs> cousin Sal cousin Sal. I'm sorry you won, but you don't get a hat. It's, just, it's, it's the breaks. It's sorry. Uh, it's, it's gotta be rigged. This, this guy Sal <laughs> get involved in winning. I think the refs got mad. involved. I'm just mad. I still don't have, I don't have my golden hats. Every, every week I see someone else winning one. <laughs> I think, I think actually brother Brian doesn't have a, a, a hat either. So we're. Megan has a golden hat, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to have to like paint my own. I'll, I'll figure something out. I don't have a golden hat either, but maybe we can just. But yeah. The, the, and the, the, as time of this recording, if you go on extrapoints.com slash arcade or, or extrapoints.com and click on arcade, the new uh, divisional round, pick them uh, at props and, uh, and the first TD, they're all up right now. So you can go there and, uh, and make your picks, lock those in and uh, you can compete with us and keep stealing our hats. And we play every week. And uh, right now, um, I was on a hot streak middle of the season, picking at like 70%. That's cooled off recently. Uh, looking to heat back up this weekend. But Harry has finished very, very strongly. So got to respect the incredible picks Harry's been making all season. Eddie, you've been on fire as well. Dave's continued to be dominant. So we will continue to do our best to give you the right picks out there. But remember, it's all about having fun. We are so happy that you've had fun with us. Um, we're rooting for the Bills uh, because we need the quarterback. But we'll also be happy for the Chiefs if they advance, of course. Any final thoughts, Eddie, before we sign off for today? My final thoughts, and it's just kind of reiterating my point from way earlier in the pod, is just after that, like, look, we all love uh, the NFL. We love watching the games. I uh, and I don't want to keep piling on the refs. They get a, they get a ton of crap from people on on Twitter and such. And actually, give credit to the NFL for the removing the Jerome Boger crew from further games because of it. I, I just want like four really good games, close games, no ref involvement. I don't want the game to end and be like, well, if this thing wasn't called and this, I, I just want like, I just want a good matchup where everyone's like, wow, that was a great game. And everyone can be happy about it. Uh, Cause this is like, you know, we're so, so invested in it, whether it's in fantasy or the, or the gambling aspect of it. And we have so many pots talking about it. It's just like, it's the same old story week in week out. There's just some crew getting involved. And I just want a week of, uh, of clean, fun football. I want a league of fun football where people on social media are like, I'm so glad that team got out. They're horrible and they're awful. And I never want to see their fans faces again and blah, blah. Like, like what, what is that? It's so unbecoming. Just let people be happy for their teams and just 
mind your own business. I'm, I'm with you. And uh, and one last thing I want to put out in the ether: the uh, the Giants apparently now are interviewing uh, Dan Quinn as head coach. Well, he's and, making uh, rounds. Didn't he just finish with Minnesota this morning? He, he did. And I I want to say, look, right, the Giants are doing everything right this offseason. And uh, you know, no offense, Dan Quinn, I got it. You went to a Super Bowl and had a you know a really good season with with uh, the Cowboys this year with the takeaways. But I I don't want I don't I don't want you as the head coach of my team. And I don't think they should go the defensive route either. I think they should go uh, an offensive line that because they need to score points because the offense has been the worst the last three seasons. So please just just don't let that be the, the head coach. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's a good move for a head coach either, um, especially since he just will have come from the Cowboys. So I, yeah, I don't know more Cowboys <laughs> retreads. I, I, we had we had the we had the clapper. I I'm done. I I just can't I can't do it. No no yeah, more. You did it's, that. Okay, everybody. Well, we will be around all weekend on social media. If you have questions about your DFS, uh, you can tweet at us and also expect a video out Friday uh, to help you with your lineups. We will post our picks Saturday morning, I'm sure, for the weekend of games. You can play with us at extrapoints.com slash arcade. And in the meantime, have a great weekend. Oh, I should also mention, by the way, if anybody's on this weekend, I will be running the SI blog and live blogging the game, uh, the Packers game on Saturday night. So if you want to check out my live blog, I will be there as well as hosting a Twitter spaces uh, on Saturday as well. So we're going to be around, plug in, check us out. Um, and in the meantime, enjoy the playoff football. Thank you.